Hey, welcome to The Center in the Sink. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. Today we're talking about church. Mm. Yeah, that building, that place. Have you ever had someone say to you, like, Melissa, that's great, like, that you go to church, you believe in God and all that. And I, I believe in God, but I don't go to church. And I don't have to go to church to believe in God. Um, I may have just said that sometime in the past two weeks to myself in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's a painful place. There it are can so be. many people. They have so much baggage and they just like spill their ugly baggage out all over you. I mean, if we're honest, it is a place that's usually full of hypocrites and liars, right? Church. <laughs> and that's what people say. That's why they're not going to go. But here's what I say to those of you who think that it's like, good because that means that you'll fit in and you are welcome just like I am because being a Christian believing in God being his disciple does not make you perfect just forgiven right and sets you on a path of knowledge to and and a heart's desire to try to live life in a better way every day yeah I agree it is hard sometimes and sometimes you can just get in a spot where the church building and the people within it are actually keeping you from your relationship with God. Mm. That's kind of a you thing and not a church thing, but you still need to give yourself some time to work through that. That's true. So what do you think? I mean, what are some some of the reasons other than those people are just a bunch of hypocrites? <laughs> we hear that a lot. Um, that people don't want to walk in the doors of church. Um, I will say as being someone that came to know God much later in life, I felt just like I had a scarlet letter, as they say, on my head. And I had had enough people that had come from a religious background or that went to church that said some pretty hurtful things to me. A little judgy. A little judgy. Mm -hmm. A little bit. A little condescending. Yeah. And I don't, honestly, looking back now, um, I can say that they probably had no intention of hurting my feelings. I think they were just saying what they think they should have said, like, oh, I'll pray for you. Right. And I thought, girl, let's go out in the alley and fight, okay? Don't talk about you're going to pray for me. You don't even know me. Who are you? You I think sometimes, too, we take those things and twist them in our hearts because we're in an insecure place. Yes. Or angry. And we don't want to hear, hey, I don't need your prayers. You can keep those things and stuff them down your britches, right? It's like, no, thank you. I don't need any of your God or Jesus. I'm doing just fine by myself. Yeah, girl, don't pray for me. Pay my bills. Right. (laughs) Exactly. That'll be way more helpful than some prayers. That's right. Uh, And I do think, you know, some people that grew up in the church, you just feel like, I've already been there, done that, heard that message. I already know what's happening. I know what he's going to say next. Or you get busy with your kids' stuff because Mm. Lord knows your kids will take over your life, especially on the weekends. Right. Making soccer a priority. Yeah. Or gymnastics or And you know, I'm going to say this, and it's not going to be like a big fan favorite, but I think it's okay for there to be a season of that. I think there's it's okay for there to be a season of not attending church on a regular basis. But I think, number one, you all need to be on the same page with that. You and your family, if there is a family or if it's just you, you need to find a friend that can speak to you in that time. And you need to say, hey, I'm going to take a break from the building of church, mm-hmm. right? But it's only going to last this long. And allow that person that you're speaking to to have the authority to speak back to you and say, hey, Sunday morning, you know what you need to be doing now? Because it's been a month. You need to get back into the church. Right. So I think it's important. I like that. I mean, 
I do think that now there are so many more options for people. And I think watching messages online, Mm -hmm. sermons or messages from churches all over is really powerful. But you do miss out a lot if you're just, if you're only watching messages with no community around you and no live worship and things like that, you're missing some of that feeling of being in church, but there are certainly things that you can do. Even, I mean, I know people that got together with four other couples and they held for a while church in their home with each other and they sang songs and they, they studied the Bible and they had sort of a head guy that kind of had a message together and then they had discussions. So they still had church, it was in their home. So they were doing something. Yeah, and I do think that if you take a break from, we'll call it corporate worship. There you go. If you take a break from corporate worship, you need to be so deep in your Bible and in prayer Mm -hmm. because that is when Satan comes in. He does. He does, and I think that's the beauty of that corporate worship. Um, One, we are around other people that have, they're not perfect, and they're there and they're volunteering and they're encouraging and you're meeting other people that are trying to live life like you are. Um, but looking at the bigger picture and there's that accountability. You know, people like, how are you? I didn't see you last weekend. How are things going? Or you show up like me on crutches in November and it's like, girl, what happened to you? Oh, just a little hip surgery, you know, but being loved and recognized Um, that goes a long way in someone's heart as well. Well, and I will say, our older girls, they volunteered. They didn't have a choice. They volunteered Mm -hmm. every single weekend. And now looking back through middle school especially, it gave them a little bit of credibility within their their selves to realize, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, I'm worth something. These people are relying on me. I'm actually giving to someone. Someone needs me. And so it was huge in their life. And my daughter will go back and say that was one of the biggest things in my childhood that was so important was that I was serving every single weekend. That is awesome. I love that. And I mean, I just think about, of course, I volunteer too. And I love giving back. You know, sometimes you can't give a bunch of money, but you can give your time or you can give your gifts or your creativity, you know, whatever that is back to community and to those who need it in the church. And it, it goes beyond those church walls. You know, it, it, it's those people that you're around, they take it back to their households and their communities because they've been loved on. And it just keeps spreading. Like when you throw a pebble into the water, those ripples just keep mm-hmm. flowing out to the edge. And I don't think we realize that a lot of times when we're just being selfless and giving. Yeah, there is um, a girl that I know, and she struggles getting out of the house. She has little ones, and so she does most of her volunteering online. Oh, but wow. It's so huge and so helpful, because if she were not doing that online, keeping this community running and monitoring it, it would be a hot mess. And she actually um, is going to do like a Bible study, but an online Bible study, because she realizes that there's such a big need for people to come together, but they can't all get out because they don't have childcare or their life is too hectic. Right. And I think that during your, when your kids are younger, that's when you start to lose yourself. I agree with that. You feel isolated, you feel alone, and certainly go, getting out and going to church is hard. I used to say, I'm like, 
people with small children who get to church, they should get extra credit in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some extra gold stars. Not that they do that. That's not a thing. But it was, <laughs> it was just so much work sometimes. And by the time you got there, it was like, get in the car. Where are your shoes? Yes. We really need to go to church. Like you're screaming it and you're just a mess. Right. But, um, you know, now there are churches, I, I know that I attend one where you can go to two services on Saturday night. There's two options on Saturday night. There's two options on Sunday morning. There's another one for Sunday evening. Um, so there's many more options now for people. But I think it's, I do want to say, I think it's kind of a cop out for people who say, uh, well, I believe in God, but I'm, I don't need to go to church. Of course, you don't need to go to church to believe in God. They're not mutually exclusive. But in order, I believe, if you're going to continue to grow in your faith Mm -hmm. and who you are in Christ and um, stretch yourself a little bit um, in your spiritual walk and gain more wisdom and surround yourself with good people, you're going to need to be in some church community. And I'll agree with that because, you know, my husband and I have gone back and forth with corporate worship. Uh, We struggled quite a bit over the past couple of years deciding where we feel comfortable or what we find um, to be home for us. And I will say that you're either growing closer to God or you're falling away from him. You're never just staying where you are. Because even when we were not attending a building, mm-hmm. I was still on the word every day. I was still listening to worship music. It's just not the same. I agree. I, I mean, I, there have been times in my life when I did not go to church and I definitely was not living the way I should have been living. Um, I don't think it should just be a Sunday thing. I love that there's a, there's a guy out there starting a movement called hashtag NJS, not just Sunday. Mm. And that, I mean, God didn't create Sunday morning services for us to, you know, get together and then learn and then go back and do whatever we wanted for the week. I mean, the, the first church in the book of Acts, it was like all, all the time, yeah. taking care of people, living it out every day. But I think sometimes we need that, that booster shot, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> we need to be held accountable. Yeah. So, um, I thought it was interesting. One time I was pointing at a Starbucks and I will say this, the Muslim community, they dedicate three times a day mm-hmm. to pray three times a day. Some of us can't even roll out of bed and pray for five minutes or pray for five minutes before we go to sleep. Like that is dedication. What if we spent that amount of time honoring God and, you know, our dedication to him? How much would that change? Wow. Sorry, that's going on your everyday. (laughs) You know, I I think sometimes people stay away from church because they feel as if they need to have, get their crap together before they come to church. Okay. Before they show up. They got to get their stuff together get straightened out, be a better, maybe be a better person, work through some things before they can come to the Lord. You know, we hear that verse in Matthew eleven twenty eight. We hear it all the time. And it's like at hospitals and stuff, when you go in on statues, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Well, here's the thing. I'll, the message translation says it this way. Are you tired, worn out, yeah, girl. burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. 
I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Just keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I love that so much. And you're saying, you know, live freely and lightly. And we all have those people in our lives that we can see. Um, and we wonder, like, how are they standing in the midst of what is happening in their life? Right. And where is that peace coming from? Yeah, kind of like when I go to the gym and I see some girl with a banging body. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm going to figure out what class she goes to because I want to look like that. So right. I'm going to go <laughs> to cycling as much as I don't like to get on the cycle, right? But I feel like it's the same way. When you see those people, you want to be closer to them because you just want to experience that peace. And then you have to ask the question, where is that coming from? How can they wake up every day and put one foot in front of the other? Absolutely. And I know so many times it's, you know, it's definitely God. God won't let us down. Church and people will, like we said, (laughs) right? I mean, that we're just broken, sinful people. So we're doing the best we can. And then we're broken, sinful people running a church or putting a church together. So I'm not sure why our expectations change. Church is not going to be perfect, but God is. And I think um, we look to him first and then he puts these people in our lives that we meet through church and, and community and Bible studies that we can count on in those hard times as well. I know that those times in your life when you're just in the pit, like the Bible talks about in the muck and the mire. And um, I have some rules for pit dwelling. It's like, it's okay. I think some people are going to argue with this as well, but I think it's okay to kind of have a pity party yeah. for a short period of time. Yep. Like sometimes you got to get down in the mud and you have to wrestle it out with God. But the thing is that you've got to have that person. You're down there with God. He knows you're there, right? right? Wrestling it out with him. But you got to have somebody at the top that's not in the pit with you. Yeah. You got to let them know, hey, I'm struggling with this right now. I'm going into the pit. I'm not staying for a long time. I'm not going to be like hanging wallpaper and redecorating and drinking yeah. martinis, but I got to get down here and roll around in it for a little bit. Will you pray for me and make sure that I'm out in it? Make sure that I get come out in a few days. I love that because I know that I have asked you to do that for me in the past and you have come through with and not in a judgy way, you know, little questions like, hey, have you thought about this? Or how is this going today? And that has helped tremendously. I mean, we just went through a little period, you and I recently, where you had to keep checking in on me to make sure everything was okay. And I just love that I have that. But had I not been number one, open with you, right. you would have never known that was happening, right? And number two, if you don't get down there and wrestle with God and like really hash it out, you're not going to come out stronger. You're just going to put a little makeup on it Ooh, and yeah. keep on going Preach. through the world, right? Mm-hmm. And then in a couple weeks or a couple months down the road, when something else happens, you're back down in the pit again. But this time it's comfortable because you've already been there. Yeah. You don't want to get stuck down there yeah. <laughs> for sure. But if you're getting out every week and you're walking into that church, yeah. you know, and that or that Bible study or that small group or whatever it is, and you're raising your hands and you're singing that song and you're crying out to the Lord, I mean, it's going to be a lot more difficult, I think, to to stay in that pit. Oh, definitely. I mean, sometimes i got to crank up my worship music and just let somebody else sing it for me because Uh I just don't have the energy to do it. That's right. I know it's right, right? I'm just a little bit further away than I could have been at the time. I remember when my mom passed away, I couldn't sing. I can't yeah. worship. 
I would just sit outside and weep. And I knew that God was good. I still knew God was good. And I knew that, you know, everything happens for a reason. But I couldn't make myself sing. So being close to those people, hearing mm-hmm. them sing, it's almost like they were doing it for me. That's beautiful. Or if I'd stayed home, who knows? And, and I'll say, sometimes there, there have been moments when I'm singing the words. And I'm like, you know, you're a good, good father. And I, I believe that with all my heart. But then you have a friend that's dying of cancer, yeah. you know, across town. And you're like, I believe it. But it is so hard to see this hot side of heaven. It is so hard to understand. And to just, you know, experience that and be in that moment and be okay with the fact that you're around other people that aren't perfect, that are struggling with other things. There is a comfort in that for me to be it's like reading the bible none of those people are perfect right oh my gosh they, they all make me look really good Woo, you talk about baggage i mean whoever says the bible is not interesting has obviously not read it because <laughs> um, those people have some major stuff going on but that's how church is right church is like i mean but they're still in the bible and god still used them for his glory and that's what church is it is just a place where a bunch of messed up people trying to do their best and get better and do more do better things come together right to support and love on one another so i love what you just said when you were saying i was singing the words Mm. that my friend was you know dying across town and uh, I just had to look it up on my phone because it reminds me of Mark 9. And I just love when that father goes to Jesus with the sick child. And he says, um, you know, Jesus says, well, do you believe? And the father says, I do believe. Help me with my unbelief. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, just fill that gap for me, God. Yeah. Because that's a gap that only you can fill. And he will stand in the gap. That gives me goosebumps. So, so before, as we close, like, what do we say to the person who's like, well, I don't believe in God, so why should I come to church? <laughs> yeah, well, how do you know what you don't believe in? Right. Don't you have to research something? Don't you? Don't shouldn't you make an informed decision before you say no to something? I mean, I researched for a day on robot vacuums before <laughs> I bought mine. I mean, you know, you just don't go out and buy just any one. I wasn't gonna say I'm not gonna get one. But then when I started learning about them, then it's like, oh, okay, this sounds pretty good. Sign me up for that. Right. Um, And I also would say, um, why do you not believe? Are you allowing some broken person to keep you from God's goodness? Mm -hmm. Are you allowing a very bad situation that happened in your past to keep you from God's goodness? Because if you read the Bible, you can't go very long especially in the New Testament, <laughs> and without hearing about God and His right. grace and His mercy and His love. So who are you allowing to get in the way of your relationship with God? That's what I would have to ask. I guess, too, I'm on the team. Somebody said to me one time, they were like, why do you love, and it was a little combative, why do you love your church so much? Mm. And I said, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I really like my church a lot. I said, but... It's really not church that I love, it's mm-hmm. God. Because let me tell you something, here's how I look at it. I said, I go to church because I learn more about him, but I'm on the team of the guy who places his son up on the cross to die for me a horrific death when he knew all the crap that I was gonna do inside and out my entire life, even after I knew about him, and I was still gonna mess up, 
And he still said, I love you enough that I would still sacrifice my son Mm -hmm. so that you can be with me eternally. Yeah. I'm not sure who would jump out in front of a bus for me at any given, I mean, no matter what I've done to them. Yeah. If I did some horrific thing, uh, I'm on his team. I'm on the team of Jesus. So yes, I love my church, but I love Jesus more. (laughs) (laughs) I just learned a lot about Jesus at church. That's awesome. Well, next time we have a really fun topic. What are we talking about next week? Oh, we're talking about things that people, phrases that people use all the time. And we assume that they're actually in the Bible, Mm. but they're not. So we're going to dig a little deeper on that. Stay tuned. All right. See you next time.